This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Ebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Great to have you with us here uh, this morning. We've got uh, some Texas Tech baseball tickets for the weekend. We'll give those away we'll do uh we'll do some before uh seven o'clock this morning to reward our early risers so they take on sam houston state uh, friday saturday and sunday uh, friday is a night game and we'll have that for you on double t 97.3 beginning at six first pitch at six thirty. saturday it's um a 1 broadcast time two o'clock first pitch and then on sunday 12 30 and then one o'clock first pitch no big 12 play for the Red Raiders this weekend. Next weekend, they'll be going to the mountains and they'll take on the West Virginia Mountaineers who uh, don't look now have a chance to win a Big 12 championship, but so still do the Red Raiders and uh, everybody but basically what, uh, Kansas and uh, Baylor? That's pretty much it. Yeah, there's a lot of teams in the mix still, that's for certain. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so... Uh, somebody corrected me on one thing with regard to the additional assistants, the two additional who can coach on the floor but can't recruit, um, quote, can't have those, I guess, hired until July the 1st. Um, might be able to identify them now, but can't have them maybe. In, and in some cases, some programs, what they'll do is they might have a an analyst or an ops person, maybe even a grad assistant who they're going to elevate to one of those positions. So... You know, if you were a program that has been established over the last few years, maybe even somebody just like uh, Jerome Tang, who's only been in his uh, spot for a year at K-State, they probably have those two assistants identified. And my guess is most 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 teams, most teams do. Um, let's see here. Um, somebody reports, and you alluded to this, Jamie, uh, that... Uh, You've got uh, a big weekend coming up, and then we've got uh, three kids coming in uh, for visits over the next week. So, Have you seen the video on the seven-footer from Arizona State? I have not. Oh, man. Dude can ball. Can he ball? Yeah. Is he legit seven? I didn't measure him. Okay. He's athletic. Okay. They call him a seven-footer? He's athletic, Uh, and he can actually score with his back to the basket. Nice. You can throw it way above the rim, and he can go get it. Okay. I like like that. I'm, I'm a fan. Yeah, um, and and like I said, I'm not. I'm just, I think it would be his fourth school. His fourth school. <laughs> I think I read. Jeez, that. Louise. <laughs> I think I saw that. Yeah, uh, we get this. Grant McCastle and his recruiting size and length at this point. He told John Rothstein that on Monday. Okay. Okay. Well, I like I said. I mean, I just you know I, maybe maybe it's just we're conditioned or I'm conditioned to. You know the basketball flag waving, um, and just—I mean—it just seems like we haven't—we've gone from flag waving to, hey, do we still play basketball here? Do we have a? Do we still got nets hanging on the on the men's side of the womble, right? I mean, we haven't moved anybody out and moved in the somebody else, right? That's we're still good. I'm being a little facetious, obviously. You're being a little silly. I'm being a little, being a little You're silly. You're being a little silly. I'm being a little silly. But 
I was. Did, I know you love the self promoters, but this, this guy is clearly not, not that guy. I think you, and 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 I don't think he he has to be that guy to I, be successful. I, I think you take things to the extreme sometimes. Um, I Me? Don't, yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't necessarily like all self promoters. Okay, I do like people that have confidence and and aren't afraid to kind of promote things, but I don't, I don't need them to promote themselves 24 <laughs> seven. So, I mean, I mean, was that a little bit of the pot calling the kettle black maybe, or the, the little, the little skillet, the, the big, huge skillet calling the mm-hmm. Chuck, I know you don't get this reference. Mm-hmm. I understand. Everybody else does. You keep using this word. I don't think it means what you think it means. You love the self-promoter. No, not hundred percent. Not, not, not. I mean, to a certain degree, but I mean, I, I think to even even people that do like that, there is a limit. Self-promoters make your job easier. Well, not necessarily. Because if they're wanting to promote I, themselves, I, they're not, buying into advertising not, and advertising not, themselves. Not, that's not always. That's not yeah. generally. Always I, the case. I just, I just think that it's it's a different style from a mm-hmm. different head coach and. and yeah. I mean, right now, all we can have is blind faith. Mm -hmm. Okay. But um, I think, you know, you give them a chance, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And again, I I just, um, you know, for those that that hoped, and I mean, I I think all of us were this way, that it would be, um, you know, a quick quick rebuild or turnaround and that you'd be right back to where you thought you should be. Mm -hmm. Um, I. think it's proving that that's a little bit more difficult than yeah. maybe we thought. Well, I and think so maybe you need to change your expectations a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Temper at, at least for a year, you know, till till he can start building. You know, I think, and, and and I think part of part of this too is is frankly the success that K State had in, in a year in terms of how they were able to turn their roster completely over. You know, with a, a new regime, uh, a new attitude, and and for. For us here, it's different because I think you, you you tried to kind of keep the the train rolling when you hired Mark Adams and thought you could kind of keep doing what you were doing, but clearly that didn't work. Yeah, and, and I, I think the Kansas State thing, and I, I I am not trying to say that Jerome Tang didn't do an awesome da- job because mm-hmm. he absolutely did. He really did. I, I mean, I, there's one like factor in there that's just a massive one, right? And that's the kid that they get from Florida yeah. that leaves an SEC school, a Power 5 school, that is a terrific player, that was their best player, that made it all work, that many schools across the country were like, no, we're not letting you play for us. Because of his medical condition. We're worried about your health. Yeah. And that he, he couldn't go to a bunch of places because they're like, no, sorry, we're, we're not going to do that. Including the school he chose originally. Yeah. 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 And K State was like, Yeah, hey man, <laughs> bring it on. And he was a stud. We got defibrillators, you know. I mean we'll have a doctor on hand. And so I, I again I think Jerome Tag did an awesome job, but he was a huge factor yeah. in that rebuild. And that was a guy that a lot of schools felt was untouchable. Yeah. Uh this from the Yates Flooring Center chat line. After the noise of last season, count me in for not wanting to know how the sausage is made. That's fair. Mm. Man, there's probably a little truth to that's, that. That's 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 probably that's probably fair. Um, so I don't think um, there needs to be any sit down with anybody. I just think this is kind of where we are right now, and uh, I guess we'll 
will know when they want us to know and how the roster shapes up. I mean, for all we know, they might roll everything out with one big, huge, grand kind of deal. And we may all be going, wow, look at that. And we're... We are on our way. Yeah, he signs all three of this guy, these guys this weekend. I'll change my opinion, and I'll start talking about the NCAA tournament. Okay. Okay, <laughs> okay. <Yes>. <laughs> okay let me, let's read this one off the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Kirby really messed up by hiring Mark Adams. Um, is he going to be held accountable for that? Okay, let me, let's take the first part of that. Did Kirby mess up by hiring Mark Adams? No. I mean, I, I guess it... Oh, well, did it work out? No, but I mean, the, the, I, okay, go keep going. I was going to say the re, the re, the re, he made a sound business decision, and what what happened is is the guy he thought he hired turned out to be not the guy he hired, and I would say that Mark Adams was a big huge letdown as a head coach for how he handled his team and and all facets of it on and off the court. I, I would say he messed up because it didn't work. Okay. Well, sure. I would also say that every single one of us thought it was the right move. Yeah, just like the Billy Gillespie and, and one. And I think that every, or not every, but almost every athletic director across the country would have made the same move mm-hmm. because it felt like a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. Did he mess up? Well, Mark Adams made it mess up because Mark Adams was a train wreck. Okay? All right? But I, 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 I get that it didn't work mm-hmm. and that Kirby hired him. But like any of us, was, was were all of us standing on our soapbox saying he's the wrong guy? No, because was we thought all any the players, of us. We thought all the players were behind him. We thought yeah. everybody was with him. We thought none of us were doing that. Yeah, and that's that's why I say he didn't mess up because he made a sound business. He made a sound. Well, it didn't business, work. But it didn't work clearly, right? It did for and, one year, I guess. And I guess, yeah. I mean, you, you got to a sweet sixteen, but I mean. Sometimes you can make the right decision and it doesn't work. Sure. There's no question. Yeah, there is. Sometimes you make the wrong one and somehow it does. Right. Yeah, (laughs) right. Right. Sometimes the whole thing just goes, whoo! It's one of those decisions getting out of bed in the morning. It's the wrong decision, but somehow it works. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Time for this day in sports history. Here's the one, the only, Jeff McGuire. And we're all thankful that it's one and only. 1936, New York Yankee Joe DiMaggio makes his major league debut. Any guess what he did? I'm going to guess he had three hits. Give that man a grand prize. Exactly on the button, three hits for his major league debut. Well done, Chuck. 1951, Yankee Gil McDonald ties a major league record with six RBI in one inning. One inning. Is that a grand salami Impressive. and a two-run home run? Or could two? Th- it could be two three-run Jimmy Jacks. Could be, yeah. Or, and I'm just throwing this out there, it could be three two-run homers. <laughs> in an inning? Can't be two three-run Jimmy Jacks. Because that's only when Eric Nadell is calling the games. So oh, okay. He didn't call them, so it could yeah. have been two, three-run Jimmy Jacks. Right. Could have been two, three-run home runs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 1977 and in Jimmy the NFL. Jack doesn't happen without Eric Nadell there. Okay. There have been none exactly Jimmy Jacks this year for the Rangers. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah. I hope he I hope he gets back. Yes, absolutely. Although the other two guys are good, too. No, they are. Yep. 1977 NFL Draft. Mm-hmm. Ricky Bell from USC is the first pick by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Isn't that crazy? 
you think about you know running back being there, and he wasn't alone over the test of time. Two years later, in '79, Major League Baseball Cleveland Indian Bobby Bonds hits his 300th home run. He is the second to have 300 home runs and 300 stolen bases. He's far overshadowed by his son, but Bobby Bonds was a really good baseball player. Mm -hmm. 1980, Texas Ranger Ferguson Jenkins becomes the fourth to win 100 games in both the American League and National League. 1986, Cubs third baseman Ron Cray hits his 300th and 301st home run. Ron, Ron Cray? Say. Say? Yeah, Ron Say. Sure. Yeah, Ron Say. Yeah. No R. Yeah, he's the yeah, penguin. No R. He played a lot for the Dodgers. He was more known for being a Dodger, and then he played on that Cub team that won finally won a division. Oh, they won a division in 84. I think they won. They were winning again in 86. I don't think they won the division that year. Also in 1986, New York Yankee Don Mattingly is the sixth to hit three sacrifice flies in a single game. That's cool. That pleases you, doesn't it, that Don Mattingly did that sacrifice fly? Because he knew, he knew his role in his job and got it done. Although, if there wasn't a runner on third with less than two outs in one of those times mm -hmm. and he only got two, mm -hmm. would have counted as an at-bat against him, hurt his batting average, okay. <laughs> and he wouldn't have won the batting title over Winfield by mere percentage points. Okay. Wow. Yeah. How about that? I think I think one at bat or two at bats would have made the difference. Okay. They were like seriously right there. Right there next to each other. Mattingly won it over Winfield. I always feel sorry for Mattingly. Um he's like the unsung Yankee when it comes to I agree. When you, you pull out great Yankees of all time because mm -hmm. he doesn't have the championship with the Yankees. And but he was one playoff appearance. He was hands down if not the best, second best Yankee on a lot of those teams for a lot of those years and a really, really good player, just not to the caliber of what... Well, he was the best player on the Yankees during their bad stretch. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 So that's why he doesn't get the love because he didn't win titles. Mm -hmm. Made one playoff appearance that ended his career when Ken Griffey Jr. scored and Mariners came back to beat him. Yeah, that was his one... One time to the playoffs. 1992, New York Met Eddie Murray is the 24th to hit 400 home runs. And in 2018, Atlanta Falcons quarterback Matt Ryan becomes the NFL's first $30 million per season player after agreeing to a $150 million contract extension. It is National Raspberry Popover Day. Out. Raspberry Tart Day. Out. And Chocolate Custard Day. I mean, How those three to go together, I have no idea. What was the first thing? Raspberry Topover? Popover. Popover. What's a popover? Um, it's a really light and airy... Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, it's not a course... It's not a course... Uh, croissant? A croissant. It's a, it, a, it's a light and flaky bread. Yeah, like, with raspberry flavor? Bread. Yeah, count me in. Um... God, what's the word? I'm, I'm, there's a the chat line's gonna help me out in a minute. Um, real light and flaky, usually a little sweeter. It's a it's a dessert bread, is what a popover is. They're okay. fantastic. I'm in. Happy birthday to Frankie Valley, who's 89. 
Christina Hendricks, who played Joan Harris on Mad Men, is 48. And Dulé Hill is 48. And on this day in 1980, 13-year-old Carrie Leitner of Fair Oaks, California, is walking along a quiet road on her way to church, on a church carnival, excuse me, when a car swerves out of control, striking and killing her. Mm. Carrie's tragic death compelled her mother, Candy Leitner, to found the organization Mothers Against Drunk Driving, wow. which would grow into one of the country's most influential nonprofit organizations. And that is the Stan Sports History. Okay. The Stan Sports History brought to you by Jeff McGuire, the one, the only. I saw yesterday, we had there were some birthdays yesterday that I thought were that were left out that I thought this is this would be kind of interesting. Uh Engelbert Engelbert Humperdinck. I always like that name. Engelbert Humperdinck. It's an interesting one. He was uh he turned eighty seven yesterday. And then uh Lou Graham, a foreigner, he turned 73. And Larry Gatlin of the Gatlin Brothers, he turned 75. That was just a, you know, I realize we can't <clears throat> we can't list all of them. But, you know, that was, those were a couple. Uh, pastry, was that the word you were looking for? That is exactly the word I was looking okay. for. Okay, thank you, Sonia. She finally uh, climbed out of the rack there at Run- Runaway Bay and tuned us in and then uh, provided an immediate help. Mm-hmm. Okay? Because <clears throat> he's always a... Always a, a real uh, a real helpful person. Uh, somebody says this, I remember the 77 draft, more for who went second. The Dallas Cowboys selected Tony Dorsett in 1977. He would immediately lead them to a Super Bowl championship, among others that were on that team. But And Ricky Bell who, uh, like Jeff said, was drafted by Tampa Bay, was the stud um, back that came out of that out draft. But he he did not have a good uh, NFL career, and then he died at a relatively young age. Hmm. I, I want to say he had a... I want to say he had a kidney disease or something. Um, he, he died in 1984, so he was only 29 years old uh, when he passed away, but he did not... He had a heart failure, is what he had. Um, but he was uh, a young man. He didn't have much of an NFL career, played for the Bucks, and then played for the Chargers, played five years. Um, he's in the Tampa Stadium crew of honor. I guess that's what they, because they're pirates, right? Buccaneers, pirates. The crew. Crew. Okay. K-R-E-W, crew of honor. K-R-E-W-E. Uh, and he was the Pac-8, because back then they only had eight teams in the Pac-12. He was in the Pac-8. He was the player of the year in 1976. But, yeah, how about that? The uh, the number two guy that was, uh, that was picked was uh, Tony Dorsett. In fact, if you look at the, basically the top 10 selections of that 77 draft, Dorsett is the only guy whose name really stands out. Just kind of goes to show you that just because you're a top 10 pick doesn't always mean that you're going to be a top 10 player right. for your for your career. Um, but truly, he is he, he is the one name that stands out as uh, Dorsett, and obviously he was he was a great, um, great player for them. All right, uh, 6.54 this morning here on the morning drive. Robert says this, if you're a real Yankee fan, you know who Donnie Baseball is. 
Okay. That's fair. Yeah. Um, let's see. That's, uh, that's pretty much it. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Want to win $1,000? Well, all you got to do is uh, go to Double T 97.3, in fact, dot com. In fact, if you want to win $5,000, uh, you can also uh, do that, too. Uh, it's called Crack the Code. Basically, we're giving away $10,000 between now and the end of the month. We'll uh, have our big winter party on June the 1st. You uh, just go to DoubleT973.com and put in a five-digit code. And it's not one, two, three, four, five, okay? We, we, can, we can tell you that. Although, it would be funny if we had done that for the first one. Just for kicks and grins. Uh, Crack the Code is presented by The Home Zone, where they make your house a home every single day at 50th and Indiana. Go to DoubleT973.com and enter in a five-digit code. You could crack that code. If you do it this week, you'll win $1,000. We'll uh, give you an opportunity to crack the code this afternoon. After Ranger Baseball, they're on at uh, 1. The scheduled time is 4.15, but... May not get to that Maybe today. Maybe push back a little bit. Maybe push back just a little bit. You will have an opportunity this morning on 100.7 The Score at 10.15 with Choice Woodman and Jeff Haxton. So, I remember, it starts with a three. Starts with a three. Okay. This week. If you don't start with a three in your guess, you can't win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the that's the little hint that you get from us today. That's a huge hint. <laughs> it's a huge hint. Well, yeah, because that that takes it needing to guess five numbers down to four. <laughs> All right. And if you remember what you guessed yesterday, right, and the two chances you had to play, mm-hmm. and I can eliminate a couple of more numbers for you, right. So yeah, three, three, three. All right. Very um, very important. I have a. Another code for you. Uh, you can call 806-771-0973 right now, Visual Edge IT Hotline. And you can pick from, uh, we still have a pair of tickets for Friday, Cinco de Mayo. We have a pair of tickets for Saturday, which is a uh, afternoon affair. And then a t- pair of tickets for Sunday afternoon as well. Texas just, Tech faces Sam Houston State. Just to be clear, we don't have tickets for Cinco de Mayo. Right. We have tickets for baseball <laughs> games. Baseball games, right, <laughs> okay. right, right. <laughs> Right. <laughs> right. What caller check? Just caller number, call number one. one. I, yeah. I thought I would let you announce it first before okay. I started answering sure. the phone. I didn't want to anger anybody who wanted single to single mile, mile tickets. Right. Yeah. 806-771-0973. All right. Uh, to finish up the college football playoff discussion. So the first round games are going to be on campus. I love that. You yep. like that? Yep. You're, big you're fan. Big fan of that. December 20th and 21st. Okay. The quarterfinal games will be on New Year's Eve 1, and that will be done with the Fiesta Bowl, okay? And then on January the 1st, you're going to have three games. uh, And these are all going to be huge, meaningful games on New Year's Day. And so, man, I'm giddy about that, Jamie, just because you've got three games where they're really playing for something uh, with the Peach Bowl, the Rose Bowl, and the Sugar Bowl. That'll be on January the 1st, 2025. So this is a year from now. And then the semifinal games are going to be played on a Thursday and a Friday. That'll feature the Orange Bowl and the Cotton Bowl uh, for the semifinals this year. 
That'll be on January the 9th, or excuse me, in 2025. January the 9th and the 10th, okay? And then the championship game will be on Monday, January the 20th. They are avoiding the NFL. I guess that's a good decision. That makes sense. Probably probably, probably makes sense. For football fans, they're, they're a fan of that too. Yeah. They don't have to choose. Don't have to choose. You don't have to you know, put yourself in, in a bad spot for whether it's uh, TV time or eyeballs. Um, you get to kind of an exclusive there. But I'm sure the I, lucky lady will be thrilled because that's extra days for her. Of watching football? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's yeah. got an iPad. Yeah. She's good. <laughs> hey, look, there's... There's other TVs in that house. I mean, I, I could go to or she could go to. Mm-hmm. Um, but she wants to be, for whatever reason, I mean. She wants, she wants to, to hang be, out with you. She wants to hang out with me. Yeah. <laughs> so she wants, to, she wants to hang out with me. So there you go. Um, and that will be for the 24 and 25 season that they'll play the campus games on a Friday and a Saturday. The quarterfinals, you'll have one on New Year's Eve and Three on New Year's Day. I guess they just there's just not enough time in the day to get four games in, where you would have, you know, one, only one game going on. You would have to have two going on at the same time, and they just don't want to split the audience like that. That's understandable. Yeah. Plus, I mean, Friday night prime time. That's that's a good time. No, no, no. I'm talking about for the semi for the for the uh, quarterfinal games. Oh, okay. You'll have one on New Year's Eve, and then three on New Year's Day. That's what I'm saying is you couldn't okay. get four in on New Year's Day. It'd be hard unless you started at the... You don't like having one on New Year's Eve? Oh, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. Yeah. That's all right. Yeah, so it makes sense that yeah. they do it. Mm-hmm. I think that'll get big eyeballs. Many large eyeballs. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're, I think you're probably right about that. Uh, I'm not just hugely wild about playing the semifinals on a Thursday and a Friday, but... I don't disagree with them. Going up against the NFL would be a bad business decision. And I, I still wish that they could get the... I wouldn't mind the national championship game. Since they're playing these other games on a, on a Friday, Jamie, um, I wouldn't necessarily mind the national championship game being played on a Friday. But maybe only having a week between the semifinals and the national championship game just isn't quite enough. Really? I mean, don't they usually play a week between games? They do, but I mean, now you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, you're talking about. Um, you know, I don't mind them being on a Thursday or Friday either, but I I don't agree that one week in between is not enough. Well, it's ten days, so they're going to have. So would you would you like to see that championship game being played on a Friday night? I, I'm. I, it would make sense. Mm-hmm. I, I think it would. I think it would go over well. I wouldn't have a problem with that. I also don't have a problem with it being on Monday night. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's it's weird. The uh, they're saying that the I don't know if we've got a leap year or something going on there because they have in both the twenty four season and the twenty five season the national championship game being played on Monday, January the twentieth. I'm just going to do a quick fact check on the old calendar because that's that's hard to do. Have the same specific day in back-to-back years so now january the okay so this is the 24th season so this would be january the 20th is a monday in 2025 and 2024 is a leap year okay if that helps you 
So we're talking about the twenty, we're talking about the twenty fourth season. So yeah, the, it's going to be. So it'd be the twenty five national championship would be the one that's pushed back a day. The twenty five national championship game is the twentieth of. So that's the twenty fourth season. Okay, so it's January first, twenty twenty five, and then in twenty twenty six, it's no leap year. It, it's going to be January the nineteenth. So that's a typo. So it'll be, it'll be January the nineteenth in twenty twenty six. It's a typo in ESPN. Change my schedule now. I know. I know. Man, I'd already booked flights. What am I going to do? Yeah. Sue them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's what going to do. Just sue them. Like that it's the way of the country world. singer that we'd never heard of that apparently everybody in this building had heard of. Because um, I, I got a little I got a little feedback on that. Going, I can't believe you guys didn't know who that guy was. <clears throat> like, well. I don't even remember which guy. That country guy, the... The guy that canceled his big show, Wolin somebody. Who am I thinking of, Jeff? The guy that canceled his show. Was it here in Lubbock? No. Uh-uh. Oh. It was a national guy. Anyway, doesn't it doesn't matter. Well, national people come here. Well, yeah, but I mean, it wasn't the game wasn't here. Okay. It wasn't it wasn't here. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, this, we had a rain gauge that we got from your tele partner, but it blew away earlier this year during one of those 60 plus mile an hour wind days. Hmm. Super fun. <laughs> Super fun. Uh, we have an update on uh, Jamie the Calf. Nice. Jamie the Calf is in the middle of things, and when I turned up <clears throat> the radio in the pickup, he turned his head and listened. Yeah. Oh, by the way, the radio is tuned to Double T 97.3 FM and the morning drive. Your namesake. Uh, by the way, I was at an, a, a quick event yesterday um, for uh, the youngest at his uh, daycare. They had farm day, okay? And uh, we went over to take a picture in front of this big, huge tractor. And the uh, ESPN kind of sounder went off. And, and uh, the lucky lady turned to me and she said, hey, do you have your phone on? I'm like, no. And then the next thing I heard was, Dan Patrick coming out of the tractor. No, they're listening. The tractor's listening to Double T 97.3. Nice. Okay. Way to go, yeah. tractor. Yeah. Yeah, and I saw a former Red Raider, Josh Washington. His uh, his wife is the uh, teacher for uh, Boy Wonders class. So Cool. Got to see him and talk to him for a little bit. Uh, Morgan Wallen is the guy's name that I was trying to think of, so thank you. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Jamie's question of the day on Double T 97.3 is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit. All right. What little topic do you have for us today? You've been pretty football heavy lately. Where are you? Where's your mindset right now? You don't want to know. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I I hope this is I hope I can explain this correctly. You're not trying to push anybody out the door. Let me say that first. Okay. But if any of the current Texas Tech coaches decided Mm -hmm. that they were going to retire. Okay. Just like today, they're like, you know what? I'm just going to retire. Yeah, I've had enough. Can't stand NIL in the transfer portal. I'm Mm going to retire. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What former coach would you want to come back? Oh, what any sport on campus what, what former, former coach, coach would you want to come back 
Okay. Uh, There's nobody on the football uh, side. I'm just going to eliminate this through the process of elimination. There's nobody on the football side that I would want to come back. Okay. Uh, With all due respect to Matt Wells, nope. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury, maybe, but I don't think he wants to be a head coach. So I think he would come. I don't even think he would come. I I think he would say I'm good. Um, Tommy Tuberville is a senator. He ain't ain't leaving that cush job. Uh, And then the two previous guys are no longer with us. So they're they're unavailable. Okay. So that eliminates that. Don't be you. I mean, in this exercise, you can can bring back any coach. You can bring him back from the dead? Yes. (laughs) Okay. Wow. (laughs) I just... uh, Jeff, do you have an immediate one that comes to your mind? Because I really don't. Okay, he wasn't a head coach. Mm-hmm. But I would love to have him back in Lubbock doing what he was doing for us. And that would be Joe Esposito, the assistant coach for basketball with Tubby Smith. Okay. Um, <laughs> I always uh, uh, And he's a head coach now. No, he's not. I thought he... Not anymore? No. no he, okay, he, well, he was last year. He was, he was a high a, school. He, he was a high school coach. He was a fun guy. Uh, fun and... Guy. I loved his energy, mm-hmm. and he was the one that started the building a monster, and right. brought you in the guys that we know and love from that basketball team. Yeah, um, and was I don't want to say largely responsible for what happened there because there's thing a lot of people were involved, but he was one of the key cogs in that. I would love to have him back on campus doing something for us, but I don't know that that's the answer you're looking for. Yeah, um, there's a bunch of different guys. Uh, Sonny Cumby that. Okay, that's a good one. That's a good one. If it yeah. needs to be a head coach, yeah, head yeah. yeah that's okay. a good one. That's a, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. I, that's a Chuck good one. was only thinking football. I, well, I, 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 I was going through the because I mean I'm going through the baseball guys and it's like, um, well, okay. So let me give my answer. My okay. my answer would be Larry Hayes. Okay. M. Tip Tadlock retired um, tomorrow. Um, I thought Coach Hayes was a great, great guy, really mm-hmm. good man, and. Um, I just he his teams were really good. Mm-hmm. His teams were really good. I mm-hmm. mean, they didn't ultimately make it to the College World Series, but they were they were close mm-hmm. a bunch, and so or decently close. They were they were a really good good team. So I would love to have a guy come in here, run a clean program like Coach Hayes did, and and be a good guy and all that good stuff. But like, man, I loved Coach Dickey. <laughs> okay, but there was some issues there at the end that maybe would make me lean away from that one um coach dykes um loved him had thought he was a super fun guy to you know to have as your head coach at the same time he didn't win at the level that we all kind of wanted us to mm-hmm. get to um and so you know but he would definitely be one that that would be considered i I mean, just for me, I know most people don't care about this, but I'd love to bring back Todd Petty as the head de- women's tennis coach. Somebody just said Todd Petty. Yeah, Todd Petty would probably have been first on my list. Um, but, um, yeah, I, 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 Larry Hayes was my guy. I would love that. Okay. I mean, again, if Coach Tadlock retired. I'm not, <laughs> right, tr- right. I'm not trying to push Coach Tadlock out. <laughs> like, like the next time you see him, like he might say, Jamie, why are you, why are you trying to <laughs> – Push me out the door. <laughs> Why are you trying to push me out the door? I think Coach Tadlock would would uh, love the program with Coach Hayes too. I mean, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm. I really don't have an answer for you because 
I mean, I there's there's just no, nobody that's just. No, I mean, uh, from you don't a, want Bill Parcells back or anything like that. <laughs> well, he wasn't a so any so they could be an assistant coach. I guess that's fine. Okay. I mean, that's where I went with my yeah. first answer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tim Siegel coming up on the Yates Thorn Center. Yeah, I, I had his name go through my head. Um, yeah, I just think Coach Siegel's doing really good work right sure, now. Sure, absolutely. He's he yeah. he really is, and I, I he's changing a lot of lives and helping no, a lot of people. No and doubt. So I want him to keep doing that. No doubt. Um, Quincy Carter off the Yates Flooring Center chat line? <laughs> Was he a coach here? No. I didn't no. think so. Quincy no. Carter. No. I would tell you, if, if I had my, in all honesty, I would say, I would say James Dickey. Because I don't think he got a fair shake at the end. Because the academic issues, and you can, and you can make the case that the head coach should always know what's going on. Okay? But those were, those were different times. Um, you know, in a in a different situation, but I I would love to have James Dickey associated with uh, Texas Tech again. I just I thought a lot of him, and he was always very good to to me, and and just always very gracious. And I think he's done you know excellent work with Oklahoma State still to this day, and he's got a, still has a relationship with them. But I would take I'd take James Dickey back as a head basketball coach. Mm-hmm. That's that's yeah. that would that'd be somebody says, and this is a good point. Uh, give me a healthy Bob Knight, healthy Mike Leach, and a young Larry Hayes. I, I think the only reason I would I I'd take the Bob Knight and I'd take the young Larry Hayes for Coach Leach. I mean, and you got to you would have to come to some kind of an agreement on both sides. Just stop bickering with each other. All right. I would choose. I would not choose Mike Leach just because I would like um, to have a football program that was a little bit more. 50-50 offense, defense. Mm-hmm. That's and, fair. And um, as much as I enjoyed the Leach era, as much as I, you know, had so much fun with all the notoriety that he mm-hmm. brought brought to the university and to the athletic department and the football program, um, I just feel like if you're going to win at a higher level, you got to be able to complete on the compete on the other side of the ball too. And Coach Leach's teams just didn't do that very often. We may yeah. have committed a huge faux pas here, guys. Why? None of us mentioned Marsha Sharp. No, it's on the it's on the uh, it's none on, of us. Right. The three of us yeah. sitting here talking about this that initially had the question mentioned Marsha Sharp. That feels like a no brainer that we missed. Maybe so. Maybe so. Yeah. yeah, I'm just I mean she did win a national championship, right? Right. Uh let's see here. This from the Yates Flooring Center chat line, see if there's anybody else. What about would love a healthy Ray Hayward to be our pitching coach, our head coach, head pitching coach to fix our nightmare pitching situation. Um, I, I I don't know. I I don't know if it's coaching. I don't know if it's just players. I don't know if because some at some point in time players got to play and pitchers got to pitch. So I don't know if this is a pitching coach situation here or if it's more about for whatever reason these guys can't get into a groove or or just haven't been able to develop like they wanted them to develop. I don't know if that's a coach situation or not. I'm not close enough to be able to have an educated opinion on that. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, I would, um, you know, players have to develop on their own somewhat, but I coaches factor into that, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you'd be lying to yourself if sure. it said they didn't. Sure. Right? Otherwise, why would we... You know, talk about being some guys being the mm-hmm. best, you know, offensive coordinators or quarterback coaches or whatever. 
you know, because they develop players and they help quarterbacks get better. And same thing with pitchers. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, it definitely is on the the player themselves too. So, I mean, that's a that's a combination thing there, right? Mm-hmm. Just like anything, sure. It's a, it's a combination, and um, yeah, Coach, Coach Hayward was um, was was a great pitching coach too. No, there's no question about it, but. You know, I uh, just you've seen some guys and with with Coach uh, Gardner and the staff, some guys excel and take big steps forward, and then you've seen other guys that didn't, and so that's why it's hard to just blame it on one you know a particular coach rather right. than say it's on the player as well. Yeah, it takes two to tango, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seven forty. Uh, interesting question. Uh, that's a good question. Made us think, which is <laughs> the part. Part of this show is to make you think a little bit. I mean, I, I know that maybe sometimes you don't always feel that way, but... Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Here with uh, Jamie Lent and Jeff McGuire and me, I'm just Chuck Hines. Great to have you with us this morning. Come to you from the First United Bank studio and look forward to hearing from you throughout the morning on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to double97.3.com for that. The Visual Edge IT hotline is open as well, should you care to communicate with us in whatever form or fashion that you would like to do. Uh, Juan says this, dang, I thought I got in for the ticks. It rang and rang and rang. Oh, well, maybe next time. Maybe next time, Juan. Sorry, Juan. Sorry, Juan. Uh, this Chuck, Keep trying, man. When it comes to sandal selection, are you more of a thong flip-flop or an over-the-top-of-the-foot slide guy? I wear the over-the-top foot slides more than I wear the flip-flop. Kind of the flip-flop when I'm, I think, going to the beach. That seems like that's... But I've got some flip-flops that I that I'll wear. When I'm mowing, I use the slides. Okay. Uh, Thank this, you for stopping there when you describe what you wear when you mow. Yeah. Appreciate if uh, Coach McCaslin needs someone to tweet more for, needs someone to tweet more for some of y'all, I would take it for season tickets. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's very kind okay. of you. Okay. That is a helping hand. Yeah, helping hand. Uh, we get this. Uh, somebody says this. Uh, there's another big man from North Dakota State University we may be going after. Last name of Nelson. Very skilled player. Okay. Okay. We'll take your word for it. I mean, I pretty much, I'm gullible Gus. If you tell me somebody's good, I'll, I'll pretty, pretty much take your word for it. I'm pretty. You've been burnt by that a couple of times. <laughs> yeah, I've been burnt by that many times. <laughs> it's better to form your own opinions. Well, I mean, sure, 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 sure. Right. Right. No, you're, you're, you're not wrong. I just, I have a tendency to, you know, to. If people tell me something, I have a tendency to be a believer, Jamie, mm-hmm. and that I should probably be a little more skeptical, mm-hmm. um, be more maybe a, a like if somebody cynical. tells you that Davion Harmon reminds you of Bryson Williams. Yeah, why? Why do we, you should probably dig into that when, a little bit more? When you know, and, and maybe I or wasn't. Maybe, somebody tells you that Mike Leach is going to be the next head football coach. You know, maybe um, you know, maybe <laughs> I should have been listening a little bit better. But when, when Arkansas. What is the shelf life on all that stuff? Well, let's see. How old are you, Chuck? 
62. Retirement age is 65. Uh, you're probably going to stick around a couple years longer because you enjoy hanging out with us. So we'll say 67. Mm. So, you know, at least That's until you're Did 70. you hear that groan from Jamie? No, I, I mean, you are going to ask. We know that you are going to want a massive, you know, memorial service. Massive? At, no, okay. no, no, no. And no. we are all going to be there. Mm. Like, we're going to all get in a row. It's going to be a row. the front. And like, all right, top five Chuck Hines stories. You know, go. Go. Okay. <laughs> and then the next guy comes in. Go. Mm. And luckily, Bullfighter is documenting them all sure, for us. Right. So we can't That's forget good. any of them. Right. And um, that service is going to last for hours, man. Maybe a full three-hour morning drive. And they may do it from six to nine. Okay, and and it will be fun for everyone. Yes, yes. Yeah, I want it to be. You would be very proud of all of the stories that we would tell, and we're going to tell every single one of them. (laughs) We will not leave any of them out. We will not leave out the story of you falling asleep on air. Postgame meal. Yeah, hot chocolate, hot. hot chocolate with milk, chili. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that uh, your favorite um, field trip in elementary school was to a sewage plant. Yeah, right. I mean, that one will be that you one will be that told from yesterday, didn't you? That's <laughs> <was> phenomenal. <laughs> it's really good. I'm sure. I told Aaron Dickens too. He got a big chuckle Did out he? of it. Yeah. He accused me of drinking. I guess Coach Tadlock talked about how you drank uh, Folgers the other day. Um, you know, at his coach's show, his Folgers coffee. And uh, Dickens accused me of drinking Senka. Uh, and I um, I told Gus, I said, I need that corrected. I'm a Folgers drinker, not Senka. I don't even know. I mean, Senka is a is that, brand. It was a brand of coffee. I know, but day. I mean, is that like offensive? Oh, yeah, I find it offensive, yeah, because I'm a Folgers drinker. Yeah. I mean, it was that Senka was. So if like somebody called me a Dr. Pepper drinker, I should be angry. Could be, yeah. I mean, you're you're a Mountain Dew drinker, yeah, yeah. Doesn't seem like something you should be angry about. No, I know, no. just inaccurate, right? Yeah, yeah. Eight oh six this morning here on the morning drive. Thoughts, comments. Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to double t ninety seven three dot com for that. Hey, yes, we will definitely play. We are the world at your <laughs> memorial party. Yeah, that's gonna suck. <laughs> <laughs> I might just sit up, <laughs> you know, and probably the wreck of the Edmonton Gerald have to play that one now. I can't. I can't wait for Level to tell the story of his going away party. <laughs> <laughs> he deserved what he got from me. He did. Mm-hmm. In Chuck's defense, he did. Yeah, that doesn't mean it's not going to make a great story at the funeral. <laughs> yeah, he even admitted later that he deserved it. He. <laughs> Uh, Sanka is garbage instant coffee. I would be offended as well. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Now, here's here's my sports question for you. Um, do you do you think people are starting to kind of believe in the Rangers a little bit, or is it too soon? Is it too soon to kind of start having? And I'm not talking about winning the division or maybe even not even going to the playoffs. But I'm just talking about. Hey, believe in that they got something going on. That's not too that's not too outlandish to think, is it? No. No. I mean, the amount of money that you spent on the team the last two off seasons, mm-hmm. why would you expect anything less? Well, just because they've been so putrid for the last okay. 10 years. And they haven't spent money. Mhm. 
Or they've, they've, spent... they've put a, together a really good roster. Yeah. I mean, their lineup is pretty loaded, and yeah. um, their starting rotation now is much better. What if you don't have Jacob DeGrom? DeGrom? It changes. I mean, he's your ace. Yeah, but... I think let's, let's slow down on not having him, though. Well, I mean, three of the four starts, he's had to leave early, right? Because of, you know, my wrist hurts, or my got tightness in my forearm, or I got... You know, just my cap's too tight, you know, or something. I mean, just just kind of, just kind of, I feel like, here's where I feel like. I feel like you're headed for Tommy John. I feel like you're headed for some kind of, we're going to shut him down to the all-star break and then see how he feels. I just feel, it feels like this ain't going to work. And we're all going to go, hey, we saw this coming. Why in the world did you give the guy $185 million? When he's healthy, he's worth it. That's why you did it. When he's healthy, he's absolutely an ace. You clearly think he can be healthier. You wouldn't have done it. Yeah. I, I think people are starting, I mean, especially Ranger fans are starting mm-hmm. to buy in. Mm-hmm. But I think the baseball world thinks that, I mean, they're off to a good start and mm-hmm. that they're going to team be a team that's going to contend for the playoffs. Yeah. I don't, I don't think you should back away from that. Yeah, I'm starting to get like, uh, okay. I mean, I'm getting to a point where I'm spending more time in my backyard and Kind of, I found myself yesterday tuned in to, you know, hear the start of the broadcast with Matt Hicks and Jared Sandler, and I'm like, okay, I'm kind of, kind of starting to feel it a little bit. I'm, I don't think any Ranger fan right now is saying World Series mm-hmm. it, without making a joke. Yeah, but they're also paying attention for the first time in three years. Yeah, so I think the expectations are, hey, I'm expecting to be entertained by a baseball game tonight, okay. which is not something we expected a couple of years ago. Yeah. Uh, somebody said Clay says Black Rifle Coffee is the best. Never heard of it. Um, somebody says this uh, Senka is instant decaffeinated coffee. Certainly a reason to be offended. <laughs> Bullfighter is going to be at my funeral and hand out this, the list. Good God, I hope it's a wild bullfighter. I got I got another twenty or so years left in me. This has been the Morning Drive podcast presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at double T 97.3.com.